Hi, Jim. It's Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dave? How are, how, uh, I'm okay. how are things? Uh-huh. How are things in Turkey? Uh, you can't imagine. Wow. Uh, you know all the events that you're seeing in the news. Yeah. Uh, having them play out right in front of you. Um, but luckily, uh, both I and my wife Asla are safe and sound right now. Good. But it's a unnerving time. Yeah. Um, but we can talk about that uh, a bit later. Okay. Okay. But but for the most part, things are back to normal. Good. You wouldn't in my neighborhood. You wouldn't notice anything. Good. Glad to hear. Uh, how about you? How are things there? Well, you know, we're having our, uh, you know, you know, the United States has kind of got all kinds of action happening. You know, I mean, the, co- the shooting of the cops and the cops shooting of black people, and you know, just crazy. That's a crazy situation going on. And then the, the uh, candidates, Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump, nobody likes either one of them. You know. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had the Republican convention in my city, Cleveland. Right. Uh, luckily, nothing. I was really worried. I thought that there was going to be some, you know, yeah. you know, shootings or. But it seemed to have gone off well enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, are you a voter? Oh, of course, I always vote. Yep. And okay. Sometimes, okay. sometimes I pick a winner. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you vote twice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always vote as well, but um, someone told me uh, I had a friend at the embassy here said that uh, if you're a foreign if you're in a foreign country, usually they don't really count those votes unless it's a tie in the U.S. Uh-huh. I see. Then they start counting in England, Germany, like where there are a lot of U.S. citizens. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but I, I give my vote anyway. Good, absolutely. If you don't do it, then you lose it. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So at least you can say you voted. I, I I agree. Just vote, and even though we may think it doesn't count, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what a democracy is all about. Right. Okay. This is this is turning into our political show. Right. Okay. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so how are things in the, the world of weightlifting for you? Well, they're uh, in the U.S. They're really good. You know, I mean, uh, where our numbers are growing good, our lifters are lifting really well, uh, and of course now internationally. You know, with all these drug positives, it's like, wow, this is just amazing that they're going back and popping people for 2008 and 2012. I mean, it seems like if they passed that test then, they would have should have just flushed that urine down the toilet, you know, because they passed according to the standards at that time. Yeah. But uh, so that's uh, I'm I'm really surprised that that they're doing that. I mean, it's, I'm okay with it. It's because we're USA athletes have been clean for years, but uh, I'm just like all the numbers are coming up. I mean, like for example, like Lydia. Valentine, who got fourth, now she's going to be even first place because all three were tested positive in, in London in the retest. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I think the Canadian girl who got third, she's going to be first because two tested positive in front of her. Yeah, they they are moving them up. I, I wasn't sure, but I guess if they can test that athlete sample and it's fine, yeah, then why yeah. not move them up? Right, yeah. If you give the, the person you give the medal to, you better be also examining, uh, their, reanalyzing their samples as well. Yeah, from London, uh, I think the number is 11 have failed since they've done the retesting. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, kept track, but I think it might be a little more. Ah, okay. Yeah, there's something came out on the IWF website yesterday. Yeah, there was that, yeah. yeah. There was a Turkish lifter, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, so many names that were stars there. Uh, Ilya Illin. Yeah, that's the big surprise. He got he got busted in both of them, uh, 2008 and 2012. And, 
and then the two other, uh, the three other women from uh, Kazakhstan who medaled in uh, a lot of, they all got popped. So I mean, like, they're, they're, they're four gold medalists all got popped. And I, that's just an incredible scandal, I would think, for their country. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he was the golden boy of weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they talk about pound for pound, the best fighter. He was pound for pound, the best lifter, yeah. I think. Well, and the coach for uh, Kazakhstan, he's had you know, drug positives all along, and he keeps, he keeps his job. I don't understand it. And then the assistant coach is the guy that started names Lamanoglu, the Turkish man. And, uh, you uh -huh. know, wherever he goes, drug positives follow. So uh, kind of think uh, maybe he's uh, the, you know, the, the chemist. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and, you know, we still have those from the 2015 Houston games as right, well. Right, right. That hasn't been resolved uh, yet, so, you know, it's, it's, it's going down to the wire, and like one week from today, I'll be landing in uh, Rio de Janeiro, and uh, yes. that'll be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, because, you know, we had the boycott in 1984 where the Eastern Europeans didn't come, and they were the best lifters, of course, and so the Olympics will be great, but what happened in 1984, because even though, like, you know, the, the superstars didn't come, uh, that made everybody else had a chance. And so the, the battle, the competition was absolutely fantastic. Ah, okay, good. So, so it'll be, the, the weightlifting will be terrific because it'll be people that didn't think they had a chance for a medal now will have a chance for medals. And uh, it'll be really, really exciting. Whether or not we see any world records or not, that's quite doubtful. But, you know, when you consider that, you know, we have, you know, we have uh, all our lifters, uh, with the exception of Sarah Robles, have, have a 100% clean career, you know. And so... Because, you know, as I say, uh, there's three stages of clean. Never never took drugs, not taking them now, and passed the drug test. So <laughs> I think what we will have at, uh, in, in Rio is a lot of those that never took the drugs, those are definitely not taking them now, and it'll be very hard to pass any drug test. So I don't know if anybody will be trying to do that or not. Because it seems like the new drug test is, is pretty, pretty strict. There's always been this cheaters versus the uh, testers, you know? Yeah. So anyway... It's, I mean, it's a, it's a negative thing. I mean, it makes the sport look bad, but it's a necessary step. It's got to happen. But, but you know, surprisingly, as I look through the uh, the thing on the, all the other sports that the Russians, you know, the rowers and the and the uh, track and field, and uh, I can't, you know, I mean, I was so surprised at uh, some of the other sports that they had all these drug positives. You know, I, I didn't think that uh, rowers or volleyball players or uh, what, or Spencer or whatever, some of the other sports that they got tested positive. But I, was, I was really surprised at how widespread the uh, banned substances that they were being caught on uh, for different sports. So weightlifting is not the, you know, not the bad boy. It's uh, we're one of the bad boys, but we're not the main guy. Yeah, true, true. You do, you do see it throughout a lot of disciplines. I, I was doing some searching and I saw that the Federation for table tennis said that the Russian players are okay. I would think that would be one sport, you know. Well, um, yeah. you know, years years ago, they, they I don't know if they still, the, the, the uh, table tennis players used marijuana because that calmed them down. <laughs> because apparently, I had a, a you know, Olympic tennis, uh, table tennis coach, I asked him, well, what do you guys uh, use for substance? Uh, and he said, oh, marijuana, that calms the guys down. Because these table tennis players apparently are really high-strung, jittery, nervous types, and so they need something to stay calm and cool. So, ah, interesting. So, so that's that was, but I don't know if that's true anymore. If they test for marijuana or not, but I mean, yeah, table tennis, gymnastics, you, you know, there's some sports, uh, equestrian. Of course, they got to test, you know, they test the horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the horses are the ones <laughs> yeah. you got to look out for. So you know, every, uh, whenever there's a big reward, 
people will look for an edge, and that's kind of what this you know this is all about. It's been it's historical, you know. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, we'll come back to the Olympics okay. in a bit. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk technique. Okay. Um, you had put on Facebook about the <clears throat> excuse me the frog pull. Right. Um, and I, as soon as I saw that, it brought my mind to the uh, Tokyo Olympiad yep, uh, film. Yep, yep. And I remember the lifter there. There was a Japanese lifter who was doing it. Yeah, it was Yoshinobu uh, Miyake was the man that sort of developed the technique around 1960. And uh, him and his brother and several of them. Did you, know that, you know, I, I, did you go to the link for that article that was written in about 1960-something? I, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. Cause, cause that sort of tells you the story of the history of it, that these guys developed it because of their body type and uh, then also to, you know, to get around the knees. And, and so I've been teaching it uh, for years. I, give, I let everybody give it, uh, give it a shot to see if it works for them because you never know until you try it. And uh, we had like Mike Karchute is a big advocate of it and all his lifters uh, that he coaches, they either try it or some of them continue to do it. But uh, the, the North Koreans seem to be doing an a, 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 a abbreviated frog leg style. So it's uh, it's interesting that different countries, you know, they've, and different, or different, different body types can use a different style for uh, pulling that bar off the floor. And from what I understood from your article, um, the body type that it seemed to work well with is uh, longer torso, longer legs no, versus no, shorter arms. No, it's, long, right? it's longer torso, short femur. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Now, see, Yuri Vardanian, he's just the opposite. He has a short torso and a long femur, and so, therefore, when he lifts, he has to lift with his hips high. So mm, they, okay. so your your body type really determines uh, what uh, technique you can use to, mo to be most efficient. But at one time, we thought everybody's got to lift a certain way with the feet at the hip-width position, and the hips are higher than the knees but lower than the shoulders, you know, just, just right. But now we find that... There's a lot, a lot of different variations depending on one's body type. And that's another big, big plus for Olympic-style weightlifting in that, that well, you can make adjustments uh, according to your body. It's not like, uh, like for example, like in powerlifting, that's really you got to have a short, squatty body for bench and squats, but then uh, a different type of body for deadlifts, you see. So, but weight, when weightlifting, whatever type of body we, you have, you can make some adjustments uh, to, uh, have to find the best technique for you. Okay. And I think in that article you said that what sort of, uh, and I don't want to say the opposite of that, but the Bulgarian style of the double knee bend is sort of right. opposing that kind of style. Right. See, they, they're, they have the feet about hip width, toes slightly pointed out, and right, then the knees come back and then they come forward. You know, we, we, it was first called the double knee bend, and then it's been called the scoop, and now some people call it the catapult or the hip thrust or whatever. But it's, yeah, the knees definitely have to come back. And even with the frog style, the knees have to come back a little bit. But see, when the frog style was first developed, you know, you weren't allowed to touch your thighs. See, you weren't allowed, you know, the, the, when, the, when the double knee bend came into effect and they had to change the rules, and it was because through biomechanical analysis that they realized that if you pull correctly, the bar's got to touch your thighs. So they had to change the rules because the rules are one time so the bar could not touch any part of your body until in the snatch it was overhead or until the clean, until it was to your shoulders. But then around 1965 or sometime in the 60s, they had to change that rule. Okay, yeah, you, you had said that in an earlier interview with me, and I never knew that, that it couldn't touch your body. Right, right. So they changed that. that that's an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went into the gym 
of course, I didn't read your article. I just saw something about it on Facebook, remembered yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and went at my normal workout, but I loved it. Yeah. I had kept it close, especially in the snatch. In the uh-huh. clean, I, for me, it was not as comfortable. Yeah, that's fine. But in the snatch, man, I felt that bar just brush go straight along my body, yeah, very yeah. close, and I have never pulled higher in the snatch. I wow. was pulling it up my face. Wow. And I've never been able. So I'm. This is definitely. I'm going to try that. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the the heels touching. Yeah. You know that that position where the knees are really out, so you can easily get the bar past. Yeah. And then start opening it up. Maybe finding uh you know a middle yeah. ground. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Because you know, for example, like uh, Klokov uses a, a variation of of the frog style, as well as uh, Svetlana Popadova, who just got popped from 2012. So. And then I'm seeing more and more of it, and all the Koreans using a, an abbreviated frog style, the North Koreans. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's something to keep in your arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so, so when I do my coaching courses, I, you know, I teach the basic course according, right, according to our book that we put out, and then I show some extra techniques like the frog style, and, and it's so funny because some people think it's the weirdest thing, and then other people think, wow, this is really good. I like it. You know, I'm not, I get about one person out of every coaching course that, that becomes a frog style puller because it looks like, I mean, they just feel so good to them. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time I went up to do a high pull and for some reason, my left big toe, I felt like I had broken it. Oh, wow. I don't know what, why I, it just maybe something in my nervous system, but it was completely fine. Huh. And then I, I took a minute, went back, did the pull, but it was something about maybe how it affected my body dynamic. Yes, yes. Or I, maybe I had put pressure right there when I was just about to lift. Yeah. The pressure came into that point, and um, but yeah, it's just it's just another uh, interesting thing. I'm I'm always learning in weightlifting. Oh yeah, yeah me too. And then there's an old one that, <laughs> like I said, I first noticed it really uh, uh, dramatically in 19 in 2012 when Svetlanda was. Uh, Doing the, the frog style, real, you know, real classic frog style, and uh, you know where the heels are just touching or almost touching. Yeah, yeah, and it is different. It's a different feeling. Yeah, I mean, definitely, if if those out there are going to try it, follow your advice and start with a broomstick. Right, start start with a broomstick with, or the or yeah. the empty bar, and start from the thighs. You know, work work it from the uh, thighs, from the hang, from the hang, and then get in the knees, and then below the knees and then the uh, floor. So kind of working from top down. Okay, okay. Good good advice. Yeah. Um, and what else was there? Oh, and I wanted to say this. Uh, you, We had talked about split snatching, uh-huh. split yeah, cleaning. Um, I had a woman. Uh, her name is Beza. And she's started lifting later than most, having shoulder trouble. Yeah. And really... We couldn't work around it. And then I said, let's try the split. And no shoulder pain. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that, that, that enabled yeah. to start, li- you know, could continue to lift without any pain. Yeah, you know, people that have real mobility issues, uh, that's the way to go. Yeah, that definitely. And, and, and also for real tall people. I find anybody over six foot six, the split techniques, the split clean, the split snatch work so much more effectively for them because when you're that tall to bend all that ways down and get that, you know, it's hard to get a good uh, starting position number one and then have a, a good squat position number two is, is really, really difficult for the six foot six guys. 
Huh? Who is the? Do you know who's the tallest lifter? Yes, there was that, a that competed. Yeah. Let's say at the world yeah. or the. There was a Bulgarian lifter. One got bronze medal in the super heavyweight class in uh, 2004, and I, I can't think of his name right now. But he got third place. He was like he was six foot nine. Wow. And, and weighed approximately 165 kilos, and he snatched like <laughs> I think he snatched 205 and clean and jerked about 240. Uh, and, wow. uh, and the thing with him, because he was so tall that he always ran forward with his uh, snatches because he was collar to collar. And then, he, you know, he was, he's so big, he, he couldn't get a good rotation of the shoulders over his head. So the bar always be out front. So he always had to run forward to save it. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to let go of it and catch it again, yeah. probably. Well, he's just... Man, but you he, don't want to do that. He, well, but... he's just... His arms are so long, he's so tall that he goes collar to collar and it's still not wide enough. You know, he needs a longer bar. So I can move his grip out wider. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought you'd say like six five, six 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 nine. No, this wow, guy, that's this guy. He used to like to take great pride in saying how tall he go two meters. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, yeah, that is. Okay, so let's uh, jump back to the Olympic Games. You yeah. said you're going. When are you going? I leave next uh, Wednesday on the third, and I got a 27 hours of flying time and layover time before I get there, and. And uh, I've got my plane ticket, and I've got my accreditation card, and and you know I'm all ready. I'm, in fact, I, over the next few days, I got to get all my lifters programs done for them, and I've got to, uh, you know, all the thing, you know, wash my clothes and pack my bags and take care of all my banking and bills before I leave, and and all that good stuff. Is it your first time in Rio? No, yeah, maybe yeah, you went yeah. for. No, I, I've been to Argentina, but never Rio de, never Brazil. Okay, so that's an exciting thing yeah. for you. Yeah, I think I, I was at the Iguazu Falls, which are uh, on the border of Brazil, I think, you know, so I could look into Brazil, but I could, I've never been there. Okay, yeah, I know about that. That's like waterfalls that combine three countries right, or something. Right, right, I think it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uruguay, uh, Brazil, and Argentina, maybe. Uh, so did you get your bikini wax? Uh, yeah, I'm getting waxed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, what's... Uh-huh. I mean, I, you know, I wonder, you know, you know, we hear all the bad stuff, you know, there's, you know, dirty water and there's mosquitoes and there's crime and there's filth and there's bad water and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, well, I'll just go down and find out for myself. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it'll be, it, it'll be okay. I mean, there may, I'll definitely be very, very <clears throat> security conscious. I won't go anyplace by myself. I won't go wandering around any red light district, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine you, you've traveled the world. This just yeah. comes down to your experience, right. common sense. And see, I'm, I'm staying within the same hotel as the International Weightlifting Federation officials, <clears throat> so that's secure, and uh, you know, transportation and all that is uh, all fixed. So um, I just have to be careful not to not to wander around, you know, not, not, especially I never go, I won't go any place by myself. But I'm traveling. I'm meeting up with Dennis Reno. And Renee Muckenberger, we've the, we're sort of the three. We call ourselves the three aficionados, because we've we've been going to these things for so I forget how many years they've been going, but I've been going for this is my tenth Olympics, and uh, yeah. so we've been going. I've been, I've been to thirty worlds now, ten Olympics, and so we've wow. we've been going to these. We always hook up at these places and hang out together, and maybe even room together sometimes. But we're we're good friends, and we'll uh, stay together and you know enjoy Rio as best we can. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I think once it gets going, you, you're not going to have any problems. Yeah, well, I think. Yeah, you know, there's always a terrorist issue. And we had a terrorist issue in uh, Atlanta, you know, in 1996. You know, there was that. Right, I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, but see, there's terrorism in the United States. <laughs> it's everywhere. You know, if they can. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no place that's safe anymore. You just always have to kind of keep your eyes open and hope that there's no crazy car bomber uh, in your neighborhood. You know. Well, well, that's the thing. Nowadays, it's like it could be just some loser that yeah. decides he's affiliated with some group and yeah. then he drives a truck through people yeah i mean yeah. well i mean what are you gonna do you know in my business i've met many people over the years and there's some people that just got a loose screw and they're the type of people that get so oh, i want to be up I'll, I'll do that cause yeah that, I, I like that i mean you know, they're, they're pissed off and they're angry or who knows what but uh there's some people out there that just are bad apples and they're mentally not quite right and uh, then they think well they're gonna make a splash and unfortunately it's you know, a lot of innocent people get hurt. Yeah, I was happy to see in France now they're not going to publish the name or the picture of people who commit uh, these acts. Right. Yeah. You know these terrorists, so supposed acts. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. And I think they shouldn't say terrorism. They should just call them serial killers. Yeah. I mean, in a way, that's what they are. They they can say that they're doing it for a reason, but in the end, they're not. Right. Right. I think yeah, it's I, just about count. Yeah. Okay, but now okay, we're okay. now it's the psychological podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think? Okay, I do want to do this as you know, just to let people know. But uh, you can watch our lifters on NBCSN. Uh, Morgan King will be on Saturday, uh, the sixth at eight a.m. Uh, Jenny Arthur, Jenny Arthur will be on the twelfth at eleven p.m. Kendrick Ferris will be on the 13th at 6 p.m. And Sarah Robles will be on the 14th at 5 p.m. So those are when you can watch our lifters. Right. And I just wonder if those times will change because of the, uh, you know, the, when, when they have a technical conference, maybe somebody will get moved up to a different session where the times will change. So I'm sure that will, that will, that'll, that technical conference will happen on the, uh, the 5th, I believe, the 4th or the 5th. And then they'll publish, you know, when people will be, if there's any changes in, in those times. Yeah, those are the preliminary, right. and those are preliminary broadcast times. Right. They're not the actual, so yeah, everything could change, but just just to give people an idea. Right, right. <coughs> of course, actually, uh, which if, weight if, classes? Oh, uh-huh. actually, actually, I forgot. If they're tape delayed, yeah, they, then they can show it at any time that they say, yeah. Yeah, but NBC is saying that still those are the preliminary yeah, broadcast yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which weight classes are you really looking forward to seeing? Uh, what do you think Team USA is going to do this time out? Well, uh, you know, I, I don't have any particular weight class because, you know, I, I don't know who's going to be there yet. <laughs> I won't, you know, because there's still some more, I think, some from uh, Houston that will be kicked out. But, uh, uh, you know, the, I, I don't have any favorite weight class at this time. I, 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 before it would have been Ilya Ilian and it would have been uh, the 75 kilo women and so forth, but now it's all changed. And uh, so I think Sarah Robles has a, a very good chance to place in the top three with the Russian girl being disqualified and uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the Armenian girl as well. And then, uh, so she's got an excellent chance. And, and Kendrick Ferris, uh, maybe him too, because there's been several of the 94s are gone. So... You know, if, 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 if because he can Ferris, if he can just have a great day, and these other guys come in from these other countries who are going to be competing maybe super clean and not used to it, they'll be down a bit. So it's it, you know, it's really a big uh, 
wow, I wonder how these other countries are going to behave because I, you know, I'm those that are coming in. I'm sure they're going to become extra clean. You know, if they if they used to get off the drugs two weeks out, maybe now they get off the drugs four to six weeks out. But uh, yeah, or, yeah. So I don't know. So it's it's really a. Uh, Going to be very. That's going to be really exciting because it's all it's all up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And what we're eight days away now. Yeah. Well, I mean, to the start. Yeah. yeah, to yeah. The start. That's and of course, great. The, the the little North Korean 56 guy. I guess he's still clean. So or passing the drug test. So that he will be exciting if he. You know. And then and that's just amazing if he's you know clean all the time. I don't know if he is, but he certainly is an amazing lifter. Because it seems like everybody yeah. that sets all these incredible world records, they're all been. They're all dirty or have been dirty. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, do you think that, I mean, the the records, the world records would be far different if there weren't? I mean, do you, th- yeah, do you yeah, think there's yeah, an anatomical yeah. limit? Maybe? Well, I don't know. Uh, well, see, we, I don't know about the anatomical because now if you, if you were to allow them to take all any drugs that they wanted, that would, you know, the, the records would continue to go way up. But uh, <clears throat> all these records set now are, on their taking the drugs, but then getting off in time for the to pass the drug test or the so the former drug test. But now whatever they were taking, it's not seems doesn't seem to be working. But um, so if 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 an athletes are 100 percent clean, never means never taking anything, the records will come down. Yeah, yeah. I, some I people they can take the record the, the drug six months ago, and now they know they can lift those weights. So when they clean up, they've got that psychological. Uh, uh, thing that they know they, they've lifted that way they know that they're physically capable of doing it other people yeah definitely. they get off the drugs after a couple of days and they just it's a psychological thing and they feel i can't lift those weights i don't have my my super pills you know <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean the the thing that was so damning about russia is it was so systematic oh yeah and it and it makes you wonder i mean you you could have a 15 year old kid who is not going to be drug tested right and you could give him something, and at that age, Lord only knows, your body's starting to kick in the hormones anyway. Right. And then if he doesn't enter a competition until he's 17 years old, it, it, that's already done its effect. He's changed his biochemistry, right. well, not his biochemistry, right. but his, right. his body. His physiology, yes. And, yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, uh, yeah, you wonder about it. Okay, so the, now that's the next thing that they'll do. Because I'm just, I'm just so amazed that, uh, the, how many Bulgarians have been caught and Azerbaijan's like uh, so I guess they feel they have no chance if they don't take these things and so therefore they got to take it and try to beat the test now have you read the uh, the White Prisoner book the uh, the uh, Bovisky Gablin Bovisky book we, yeah you mentioned that before I haven't yeah, read it but I, I want to yeah read it. I just I just got it and just finished it a couple of days ago and of course huh. I, I, I you know it's, it's interesting but he doesn't he doesn't tell all you know I mean he, it sounds like you know, he's just trying to say how innocent he was that people screwed his drug test that he failed, and then that, and then somebody switched the bags that had the cocaine. I mean, he had I think uh, nine kilos of cocaine in his uh, suitcase. You know, and that you definitely know that's a uh, you know twenty twenty pounds. You know, you definitely noticed the the weight of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's you know so it's 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 I mean it's interesting because I know the players and I know some of the stories and I go well that's not how I remember it, <laughs> but. Uh, Okay. You know, the guitar thing, how uh, those lifters went to guitar for the money, and then how some of the coaches got beat up by the lifters. Yeah. And it's all true. I remember those instances. So the Bulgarians are, you know, they're, they're all like gangsters, you know? <laughs> yeah, that really, I mean, you know, when you look at that period, and like you said, getting caught with cocaine, and, yeah. you know, now we found out how many of them were, 
you know, basically taking steroids yeah. or lifting dirty. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was something else. I mean, I remember when we were training, you used to show those uh, Bulgarian training hall videos. Yeah. You know, it was just like that. that, that. But the, where they were lifting, I remember it was just like a big open right. space. I mean, right. it was nothing it was in a, there. It was a Quonset hut with weights and platforms and squat racks. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I, I'm sure they had the state supported them yeah, they, in, they, they, in terms of like getting massages and having oh, yeah. good food. Yeah. But those guys were coming from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're very you know, poor and they're very, uh, they come from a very harsh, tough background. In fact, that's most of our weightlift, great weightlifters around the world come from the poor parts of countries from harsh, you know, upbringings, you know, they're really, little, they're real tough, you know, they don't have an easy life. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess I was thinking along the lines of the Olympics. You you did say that there was no weight class. You were really thinking, ah, this is going to be the big battle. No, you know, we used to think, oh, but I can't wait for the supers. You know, I mean, initially, you know, I was looking forward to, uh, <clears throat> you know, the super heavyweights with that the Russian from Houston. But then when he got popped, I go, oh, wow, what a disappointment. Now there's this uh, super from uh, Georgia who's doing pretty good. And uh, then, of course, I, you know, I wanted to see Tatiana. I've always liked Tatiana Grishiana, the Russian girl. I've always liked her, but now she's bye-bye. Uh, and uh, yeah. so, uh, so that's too bad. So I don't, so I don't know who's going to you know, I guess China will win that, that category. Uh, they've got a lot of good super heavyweight women. Oh, who do you think is going to win the most medals? China? Right, right now, I would say China, yeah. And then yeah. the other seconds. Well, that's see, that's because Russia and Kazakhstan would be right up there for second. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's uh, China for sure, and and about both men and women, and uh, yeah, second. Boy, I have to think about that. Yeah, it's it's difficult because I think as well. Well, we know as you said, Kazakhstan, Belarus, Azerbaijan, Armenia, yeah. Turkey. They've all been hit recently yeah, yeah. with positives. Right. So. Maybe Korea? I, yeah, yeah. They don't really yeah, have yeah. that many lifters, no. though, do they? Well, North Korea. North Korea. North uh, Korea. Yeah, you know, they got good lifters, so it's hard to say. And, and uh, you know, another country that's fallen down is, um, is Greece. You know, they had a drug scandal a few years ago, and yeah. all of a sudden they clean up, and now they're... So whenever you see a country that goes super clean, you'll notice, next thing you know, their lifters are in the B and C session, you know, so... Yeah. Because, like, at the last World Championship, the Bulgarians that were there... They were all in the B and C and D session. I was like, "Wow, I couldn't believe it." They're usually, a, you know, A session lifters. Same with the Greeks. Now they're all the way. They're down too. A couple of interesting things. You know, USA has hired Feros uh, Demas to be on our coaching staff, as well as uh, Thomas Ferrer from Hungary. And so that'll be interesting to see uh, how that works. So we're, we know they're closed down the Olympic Training Center. Did they? Yeah, that, uh, the United States Olympic Committee for some reason. Felt that weightlifting uh, no longer is uh, welcome at the training center, or I, I don't know why. Maybe they feel wow. I didn't. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Why? Well, then we, you know, we're all in shock, and the, the United States Olympic Committee feels maybe they're not getting their money. I mean, I, I think we are. I mean, we have training camps there all the time. Uh, Jenny, we always got one or two lifters that come from there. I mean, Wes Barnett and and uh, uh, Mark Henry and Tim McRae and. And uh, so many others have, have trained there for the, you know, got them because of the training center, they were able to have their lifetime best performances. <clears throat> but, you know, so I, yeah, I, I, I don't know why it's being closed down, but the United States Olympic Committee is closing it down. And uh, I don't know what other sports are either. I'll find out when I go to 
when I go to Rio, I'll hook up with some people and I'll be able to get, you know, get some information that you don't get on the internet, you know. Right, right. Okay, good, good. Then, then maybe when you get back, we can yeah. hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really, really, really disappointed at closing the training center. I thought, even though you know, like Kenneth Ferris comes from, you know, he doesn't train at the training center, but Jenny Arthur does, and uh, Sarah Robles doesn't train at the training center, uh, and but and Morgan King, you know, some of these they train from time to time, but they know that's not their. So maybe the Olympic Committee felt that the training center is not producing. Uh, Olympians, and I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, but but to me, you know, it, we are, and also what the Olympic Committee, United States Olympic Committee, has to understand that we are 100% clean, and we're competing against countries that are not. So we're at a disadvantage, and if you want us to play by the rules, then you got to support us, you know. Yeah, and, and as we've said many times before, it's not that expensive of a sport. Oh no. And you keep it open so that if a lifter says, hey, you know what, I, I do want to go there, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's an option. Well, you have to have lots of lifters, you, know, you have to have lots of lifters training to produce one really good one. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. In all sports, you know, you got to have a base and then to have the, you know, the Michael Jordans or the LeBron James, you got to have a lot of people that aren't that good, but they got to have them on the team. You got them in the practice. You got to have, you know, you got to have other people so that the good athletes, uh, you know, have uh, competition and motivation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're pushing them. I'm glad you mentioned LeBron James. Yeah. Didn't we bet a hundred dollars on the Golden State Cleveland Cavaliers series? No, I think we bet a uh, hundred uh, uh, Brazilian <laughs> dollars. Okay, okay, I'll pay for that. <laughs> Something. I'll get a McDonald's out of it probably. Yeah, yeah I was shocked. Yeah. When they when they pulled it out there, I was like, wow. Well, you know, I mean, I, I hated for us to lose, but uh, and of course, you know, we we lost because we we missed our shots in the last few minutes of the last game, and so it was kind of like yeah. that was destiny for Cleveland, you know. And then LeBron, he deserved it. You know, he he, he tried. He, you know, he's a. I mean, I think he's a good guy. I, you know, I get some bad publicity, but I think he's a he's a real great champion. And yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him and, and for the Cleveland and all that. Well, I've got to lose. That's, that's a good way to lose. You know, the seventh game, uh, real close, and, and, and they didn't, you know, do anything. You know, we just missed our shots at the last few minutes there. And that's the way it goes. Yeah, that, that, that was such a strength for Golden State was their shooting, yeah, and yeah. it did fall away. And, yeah. you know, I'm from Cleveland, so it felt good yeah. it's not like the browns winning for me if the browns won i would be ecstatic oh yeah you know we you know uh but i'll be waiting for that yeah yeah but yeah lebron is he's he's a good guy and uh he really represents himself well and so. he pulled it out he yeah, really pulled yeah. it out i mean he's a great this player. whole team did it he's a great yeah. player but sometimes when you're that great you know you get a lot of other you know people they're jealous or they're you know or or you know if you just crosses his eyes the wrong way then everybody brings it to headlines you know i mean if you just you know poor guy can't yeah. can't do it can't walk out the door with his fly open people say oh he's a pervert he's, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so he's he's got to be so careful and he's got he's got to have bodyguards wherever he goes because people will be swarming him for autographs and pictures and things like that so okay yeah so uh you'll be in you'll be at the olympics and yeah. when is your when are you coming back well, I, I bought a one-way ticket. No. <laughs> uh, uh, I leave on the 3rd, and I get back on the 23rd. So I'll be, Okay. So, it's, so it takes me about a day and a half to get there and a day and a half to get back. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm surprised. You know, I got to fly from San Francisco to New York, New York to Sao Paulo, and then Sao Paulo to uh, Rio de Janeiro. 
and then flying home, I fly Rio de Janeiro to Santiago, Chile, then to Lima, Peru, and then to L.A., and then to San Francisco. And, and Ouch. You know, right now, it's $1,218, and so I guess that's what I, you know, I'm, I'm, I shopped around for the best price, and yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I should, should have reconsidered it, but I've already bought the ticket, so I've got, I'm, I'm going to have reading material, and, uh, you know... Yeah, that that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. I, I don't like to fly anymore. Um I funny enough, when you're leaving next Wednesday, I'm going to New York. Oh wow. So I'm flying twelve hours Istanbul, New York. Yeah. Uh we're gonna be in New York for a few nights. My wife has never been to New York. Oh great. Then we're gonna go down to Florida. Uh my grandparents they passed, but they had a condo there. Huh. And I'm gonna meet my parents and my brother there and huh. have some family time with them. Great. But but that twelve hour flight is like oh yeah I just yeah. like when they say you should get up and move around yeah. I'm like I'm like lifting things I'm like squatting yeah, like, yeah I do that too I see I get, so I get an aisle seat so I can get up and I I stretch and I reach and I'm surprised more people don't do it but I'm I'm yeah. stretching and, and all that stuff and and I get you know I call it the ewe the jeebies you know I mean I feel like my skin's crawling after a while I just go you know and I I flex my muscles I do isometrics when I'm sitting down and and, 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 and sometimes I can you know there's you know it's funny sometimes I can sleep and then no problem and other times most times I can't you know yeah for me most times I can't someone told me you should sleep before takeoff once you're in the air, it's harder for you to sleep. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but someone yeah. told me that. Well, I'm, you know, I've got a 7 a.m. flight on next Wednesday morning, and some means I have to be at the airport by five, and I have to leave my house, you know, probably around 3:30 or something. So I won't be getting a lot of sleep that night. I'll probably be packing to midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you you're a last minute packer? Uh, well, I, I try not to be, but I usually have everything laundered, and, and then I then I go, oops, this one, you know, and I. Try to take too much, so I got to say, well, I better not take. I can't take this. And then when I get there, I go, oh, shit, I forgot that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, we'll we'll get you back. All right. Well, it's great talking Um, to you, and I'm glad that here that things in your life are are fairly normal back there. That your your job and your gym and everything is is still going going good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I'm sorry. You know, sir. I mean, I've been to Turkey several times, and you know, like you know, I've always got along great with the Turks and all that. And and sorry to hear all this trouble, but that that's a troubled area that I don't know if it'll ever be resolved. You, know, you got the Kurds, and you got the Armenians, and the Iranians, and I don't know who else. You know, but it's a, a mixture of people that don't get along. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's difficult right now. Yeah. I I even have like small fights in my lessons now. Oh. <laughs> It's like I, I, we have a chapter for our business students on leadership. Yeah. And always the first question is, oh, who, who's a, give me your typical good leader? And someone will say the Turkish president, and then someone will say his enemy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like boxing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I wonder when we have, you know, when we have finally elect either Trump or Hillary, I wonder how that'll work out. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking Hillary is going to win at this point, but uh, you never, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I, when when Trump started this whole thing, I said I laughed. Yeah, I said, okay, yeah, he'll be there for three months. He'll walk away. Yeah, I, I, we all we all thought well, this guy's just you know out there for for a joke, you know. But uh, now yeah. the joke the joke could be on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm imagining that someone somewhere is sitting with a file 
of some tax evasion or some scandal. Well, you know, they 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 both they both got enough scandal where they couldn't get a real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. So we'll see. Okay, yeah, that's uh, answer. We'll find out in November, and then we'll see how it goes. Because anyway, because a lot of people think you know Obama's done a bad job. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, things are pretty good in the United States. You know, I mean, we've got some issues, and we've always had racial issues, and we've always had rich and poor issues, and so it's uh, yeah. seems like you know. Same day, uh, you know, just different shit. You know, same same day, uh, no, different day, same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, a lot of a lot of our life is like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, well, I, I could go in about yeah. Obama uh, yeah. or different things, no, but I, I know. I, anyway, I'll I'll let you okay. go. We've gone on yep. here. Have a great flight. Have a great trip. Yep, yep. and uh, like I say, um, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting, and it'll be great lifting. Maybe not some records, but I expect some real competition now because now people who uh, a week or two ago had no chance for a medal, and now they're going, holy shit, I got a chance for a medal. That's what happened in 84. Mario Martinez says, holy shit, I got a chance for a medal, and it came up just a little short. And then Ken Clark, yeah. he goes, oh, shit, I got a chance for a medal, but he didn't regroup. He didn't really realize it, that he had, you know, he kind of made the only What happens to American lifters a lot, and other countries as well, is just making the team and being there is the victory. And then when you get there, you got no chance for a medal, so it's hard to, you know, really reach out and perform to your best. That's been one of our the USA's problems for years is <clears throat> just making the team was enough. And Yeah, yeah, and in a sport like weightlifting where we are – not a big powerhouse right, in the world. Right. That does happen. Yeah. You know. See, the other, I definitely understand that. I right. Just being there, you made it. Yeah. And and so that that's that's kind of been our problem. And just like Kendrick Ferris and Sarah Robles now, they they are two that I think have a shot for medals. Uh, can they gear up for it and have a lifetime best day to make it happen? I, I don't know. We'll find out. Huh. Now I remember what I was going to uh, ask you. Okay. But we'll we, we'll talk about it briefly. Uh, how much is the geography of the Olympics important? The U.S. athletes are coming. The distance isn't so great. Chinese athletes are coming a lot further. Is it a matter of the Chinese Federation saying get those athletes to Rio earlier? Uh, well, they, they you know they've been traveling around the world for competition, so they know what they need to do. Because, uh, you know, they, they when they go to Europe, that's a long ways, and so they, they they know that how many days they need to be there in order to be acclimated. So yes, they will. Uh, go in maybe a few extra days. Uh, what they used to do when they were because of drug testing, they wouldn't wait till the very last day to come in because they would be, you know, yeah. training home dirty and then come in when they get drug tested. But uh, so you want to get there, you know, you know they, 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 they want to be in the opening. So if you're, if you're not lifting in the first day or two, you want to take part in the opening ceremonies. There's, you know, the Olympics is an incredible event that everybody, who, regardless of uh, whether you're a gold medalist or a last place, you know, the whole, it's a spectacular, spectacular uh, event. And so they'll be there and they'll come in a few days early to get acclimated as well and to probably to, you know, take in the Olympic experience because that's, that's uh, also good for when those kids go home, that promotes the sport and the Olympic experience. So, so, yeah, yeah. so I would imagine everybody would be there no later than three or four days before they compete. Okay. Okay. Probably. Okay. Sooner. Okay, Jim. Okay. Then uh, I'll probably f send you an odd message or two okay. while the events yeah, are going on no just to see how you are. And I'll, I'll be posting uh, things on Facebook. That's my kind of my little social media uh, thing that I know how to do. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're good at that. I, I like your posts. Yeah, I really yeah, do. Good. I'm just waiting to see an old picture of me. 
Ah, yes, I, I have some. Coming up, coming up. <laughs> you, okay, you'll be in my and, you'll be in my guess who column. <laughs> and no one will know. <laughs> I got a picture of you somewhere. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. Okay, you're soon. Okay. Okay, okay. I'll be able to show my wife. I'll say, Absolutely. hey, look at that. Yes. All right. Um, and then we'll definitely afterwards, yeah. you know, at a convenient time, we'll get together again on this Skype and talk about how it was. We'll have a lot. I'll have a lot to tell you after that. Yes, after the game. Great. So. All right. Good luck. Okay, Jim. Take take it easy. All Good right. talking to you. Bye bye.